Hello and welcome back to the Strong Today, Stronger Tomorrow podcast. I'm laughing because I just checked when I last recorded a podcast and it was almost exactly two months ago. What has happened to time? Like that is crazy. I mean, so I think I mentioned in that podcast, I was away in Portugal for two weeks and pretty much the week after that. I came back, I had like 10 days, I was at download back from download (laughs) it has just been yeah that's not been eight weeks worth of things though geez it's just been a really really busy time and I'm not making an excuse because it just meant that in that time my absolute priority was my current clients I've been super busy with making sure everyone's okay on that side of things so I just haven't recorded a podcast and now I feel like a little bit nervous because it's been so long um but yeah, I'm back and I'm happy to be back. Um, in terms of my sessions and my clients, I'm super, super booked up, but I do have four spaces left on my Tone and Thrive program. I'll maybe leave a link to that in the bio. I never do that. I'll leave a link to that in the bio if you are interested in um, working with a coach. If you're based in Brighton, um, you get face-to-face sessions with me as well. Otherwise, um, it's all done kind of virtually. So yeah, if you want to join the team, then I will pop a link in the bio for that one. But today's one, I didn't want to do one about dieting because that's been the last few ones. And I know a lot of people don't listen to the podcast to find out about dieting. Um, and I'm not trying to presume that everyone wants to diet either. So today, I realised I hadn't actually done a podcast on like building a booty, getting bigger glutes and I couldn't believe it because who doesn't want a nice peachy bum? I think I say that every podcast but I never talk about it directly. So I thought it'd be a fun one to say that if perhaps you do have a goal of building bigger glutes or maybe that's not your main focus but you just want to train your glutes more because actually from a physical health standpoint having a strong pair of glutes sets you up very well mechanically posture-wise in your life now and in later life too. So even if you don't want a really big bum, training glutes should definitely be a priority to you if you want to support a nice, strong and healthy body anyway. So let's start. Essentially, if your goal is building glutes, and we're going to start from the nutrition side of things first before we delve into the training, because obviously training them is the main thing that's going to stimulate that growth. But are you doing these underlining nutritional things so that you're making the most of your training? So when you are pushing yourself in the gym, that you're getting the most out of it anyway in between. So ultimately, it kind of depends on where you are in general on your journey if you have body composition goals. So for example, if you are someone who is in quite a lean body and perhaps you don't have very much body fat, you're quite... Um, lean, small, petite, whatever you want to call it, the chances are if you want to build muscle, you might have to be eating slightly more. So whether that's ensuring you're staying at minimum at your maintenance calories or eating even in a slight surplus from your maintenance so you can use that extra energy to build that muscle up, that's going to be super important. That's one of the main pitfalls I see with um, girls in leaner bodies who want to build their glutes they're just not eating enough to support that goal. 
Bear in mind that obviously when I'm talking about building glutes here, I am talking about building muscle. But the chances are your glutes will look bigger when you are carrying a little bit more body fat. You see it in kind of like bikini athletes and bodybuilders all the time that when they start leaning out, their glutes just go. And like, unless you've got a freaking solid pair of buns under there, when you get leaner, you're not gonna have much there. One of the things as women, thankfully, we do hold a bit more body fat around our hips and glutes. So if you generally want to have bigger looking glutes, having a slightly higher body fat percentage is probably gonna be good. Not that anyone wants to hear that, but I'm gonna say it anyway. If you're probably around a, I'm quote, air quotes, normal body fat level, a good shout for you is to stick around maintenance calories. Um, if you go into a deficit, you're just gonna blunt the amount that you can build your glutes. So ensuring you're eating enough to support your body from an energy perspective will allow your body to put some of those calories to good use to uh, building that muscle around your glutes. If you are someone who is wanting to lose body fat and build your glutes, so perhaps you're in a slightly larger body, then as long as you are hitting your calorie deficit, which will align with your fat loss goals, you should still be able to lose, um, to build muscle around your glutes. It's not just because you go in a deficit and then you've not got enough energy to build muscle. It's not entirely true because when you are losing body fat, your body is drawing the energy, you're not giving it in food from your body fat. So again, it can still draw that energy um, in order to support muscle growth as well. So as I say, it depends where you are currently in your body composition journey, where you're sitting at in terms of um, your body fat, and ultimately what your goal is. And this is me not saying that if you're in a larger body, you can't just slam your glutes and eat at a normal kind of maintenance level, absolutely go for that as well. So completely down to what goals surround your glute building ones and ultimately the long term as well. So if you are, for example, someone in a leaner body, someone in a, um, just you're sticking around maintenance perhaps, why not try give yourself X amount of time to maybe eat in more of a surplus to build muscle. Um, I'm not always a big fan of it always being, always building, always cutting, always build. We're not bodybuilders, but I quite like the idea of, okay, I know during this time I actually don't mind but gaining a little bit of extra body fat because I know I'm gonna really push hard on building muscle around my glutes and that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for a bigger bum. So bear that in mind as well. Obviously that's the kind of calories and total amount of food that you're eating, but the other really important thing is protein. So you need to make sure that you are eating enough protein to build muscle. And especially if your goal really is building muscle, you do wanna start favoring the higher end of the recommended protein amount, which I would say is around one or 1.5 to two grams per kilogram of body weight. So for example, if you weigh 60 kilograms, then 1.5 times 60 is 90, <laughs> and two times 60 is 120. So you wanna be eating between 90 to 120 grams per day, but definitely if building your glutes is the goal, you wanna aim closer to that 120 gram mark. Protein is kind of like 
gives us the building blocks to build our glutes. So it's protein, very simplified. It's made up of amino acids. Every time we kind of resistance train and use energy, we kind of break this wall of amino acids down and we need to replenish them with our protein in our diet. And the theory is they will come back stronger when you do so and bigger. So ensuring you get sufficient amount of protein is so important. A common misconception, I guess, is that you've got to kind of slam down your protein shake immediately after training for it to be useful. But in an ideal world, it's probably you're sufficient enough to get in the four hours around your training window to get two servings of protein in. So perhaps that's your breakfast before you go to the gym and then your lunch like later on after your gym session. If you are training like fasted in the morning and not eating anything beforehand, then I would say it's more beneficial to eat something closer to your session. And again, that doesn't mean immediately after, but if you can within 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, so long as you're not waking up training and then waiting like three, four hours to eat, um, that's when it's more likely to perhaps have more of a um, dulling impact of your training results. So do have protein around your training, but don't stress so much about the timing being like really specific and close to your training session. So much as you're eating around that window and eating sufficient amounts of protein around that window, you're supporting muscle growth. So that's nutrition. Let's talk about training because this is obviously where the magic's gonna happen. Your glutes are the biggest muscle in your body. They are big. Um, so there's a lot of ways we can hit the glutes. There's a lot of rep ranges we should be using. And again, I'm gonna say this in simple terms. A lot of our muscles are made up of different fibers and they can be split into slow twitch muscles and fast twitch muscles. And doing different kind of really heavy low rep combinations versus medium rep but higher rep combinations stimulates different parts of these muscles and our glutes have a combination of both those because it's a big muscle and there's different parts to our glutes. So that means that our glutes will benefit most from a growth point of view if we kind of have a combination of both these kind of um, styles in our training. So being ensured to include some heavier low rep sets but also complementing them with some medium slash lighter weight, but higher volume sets as well. So for example, something I program quite a lot with my clients when they do hip thrusts, which is kind of the king of glute exercises, is to start off with like a couple, one or two heavy sets to failure of maybe only five to eight reps. They can really push the load up on these low rep sets. And then maybe do some more back off sets where we do 12 to 15 reps, they, you know, they take some weight off the bar and then we push for some higher reps. And that means we're kind of doing, ticking both of those boxes. So hip thrusts being one of them and hip thrusts come under the kind of glute bridge umbrella in terms of glute training. And that is kind of hitting the glutes in all the best areas. The reason that I prefer doing a hip thrust over a glute bridge is by raising the shoulders off the ground. So a glute bridge would be just done lying flat on the floor, whereas a hip thrust would be the same movement, but our shoulders are elevated off the ground. Means we have a bigger range of movement and we can load them up a little bit heavier and take the glutes through that, that bigger range of movement. Throughout when you're training your glutes though, it is 
important to have a good mind-muscle connection. And by that, I mean, can you really feel your glutes working or are you just kind of like throwing the weight around willy-nilly? Um, and there's kind of, there's a lot of debate in the research about whether glute activation works, but what that would be in theory is doing a warm-up that kind of gets that burny feeling in your glutes fired up. So like doing some kickbacks, doing some fire hydrants, some abductions, some glute bridges, either body weight or perhaps with a light resistance band as well. So you can really feel the glutes working and in theory be able to kind of tune into how that feels when you're doing other movements in the gym as well. Um, I think it's very useful for beginners because I think our glutes are quite lazy muscles actually and sometimes I find with people who are new to lifting actually really struggle to feel things like hip thrusts and other things in their glutes but if they can kind of do this and establish that good feeling of what they actually should feel like when they're working and then they can engage them a little bit better in exercises and more experienced lifters might not feel like they need that and they kind of know the right cues to be able to really feel things and switch on their glutes when they are doing movements. And it's not that if you can't feel them, they're not working because if you're doing a hip thrust, you do need some strength from the glutes to make that happen. But if you are staying focused and in control of it, it means you are contracting in the right places and you are using them to their full ability. So it is definitely important from that point of view. So hip thrusts, obviously great. Squats, lunges, leg press, also good in terms of more pressing movements. Now, these movements also do include more quads than um, hip thrusts do. Hip thrusts don't include much quad um, activation, but all these movements do. There are ways to make them less quad dominant if you're worried about building your quads. My quads could be the size of god knows what and I still wouldn't feel like they're big enough so not making things quaddy is not a problem for me but I know for some people it might be so for example when you're um doing squats make sure you are getting full depth on your squats to really fully stretch out the glutes at the bottom of that movement you might find that sumo squats you get a better connection with your glutes I know I certainly find that but also I find with squats, like I don't feel my glutes at the time, but the day after my glutes get quite sore after squats. So just be aware of that. Things like lunges, if you're doing like split squats as well, you can slightly hinge forward. If you slightly lean forward, then you're gonna kind of, again, stretch out that glute more so you can use it more. And perhaps another good one is doing lunges, stepping off a step. So if you think about having starting on like you know just like the Reebok steps that you get in the studio stand on one of those and reverse lunge back and again you're creating a bigger range of motion and therefore again putting those glute muscles through a bigger stretch in that movement again a slight tilt forward will help with that as well the general rule of thumb that if you're doing something that is like really super upright like in your lunges if you're staying really really upright it's probably going to be more quaddy and the more bend through your knee potentially the more quaddy it can be as well. So always think about how can you lengthen that glute as much as you can. In the leg press, having your feet a little bit higher up on the plate um, will mean that you're kind of using a bit more glute and hamstring. If you have your feet quite low down on the plate, it's gonna be more bend in the knee, therefore more quad is gonna fire up on that one. I've put hamstring curls on this list as well, 
This is primarily from the point, they're not working your glutes as much, but if you think about that kind of separation between your glute and your hamstring, if you kind of have more, I'm going to use the word toned, um, or more shapely hamstrings, that's going to be more distinguishable in the shape. <laughs> you should see the things I'm doing with my hands. I'm like grabbing this hypothetical bum in the air. But again, it's just the shape up your back of the legs will hopefully make your glutes pop more. Um, and then we have more kind of like accessory things, such as abductions, whether that's on the machine, whether that's with a band, things like kickbacks, again, with a band or with the cable or with a kickback machine. These are all things that you're not gonna wanna do super heavy um, because you don't have the stability or the control as much to do so, but you would maybe do more kind of higher reps and therefore would do it more at the end of a session. Um, you wanna do your heaviest things first in the session because that's where you need the most energy for. When things are a bit lighter, a bit more higher rep, um, there's not the same risk of injury with those ones if you're already tired from the work you've already done. So I would always put things like that near the end of the session when you're starting to feel more tired and we're just really looking to kind of burn the glutes out a little bit more. There's also RDLs and deadlifts and both of these are a hip hinge movement, which again is really stretching out our hamstrings on our glutes. RDLs I do find are a good glute one. I feel them more in my hamstrings than I do in my glutes and that's just me. And deadlifts, I mean deadlifts do hit your glutes. They're not, I wouldn't say they are the be all and end all glute exercise, they're definitely not. But having a hip hinge variation in there will be important for your glute development. So whether that's RDLs, whether that's deadlifts, sumo deadlifts, I feel quite a lot of my glutes. Um, whether that's doing kind of the back extension machine, including that in there will be beneficial to hitting your glutes in a different way. So I would always include them. But for example, if perhaps you have a dodgy back and you don't want to deadlift, it's not the be all and end all, but deadlifts are fucking cool. So that's why I'm putting them in that list. Um, the other important thing, so we talk about nutrition training is your rest and how you split up your training as well. If you are smashing a glute session, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, training glutes five times a week, the chances are it's not gonna be enough rest for it to actually grow and repair. And this is the thing I think a lot of people forget is that our muscles do a lot of their growing and rebuilding when we are resting and when we are sleeping. So sleep is an important one, but actually ensuring that you have sufficient rest days as well. There will be days when you do still feel a bit sore from the session before, and that's cool to push through that, but if you are constantly in agony and your body's not recovering, or you're not allowing sufficient rest days in between your sessions, that is actually gonna have more of a negative impact than it is trying to hit that muscle group over and over again. So I would say if building your glutes is important to you, hitting them three times a week spread across the week will be ideal. Anything more than that is kind of like that law of diminishing returns. You might see more improvements, but in the grand scheme of things, those two to three sessions that you do are gonna make up the bulk of your progress and overdoing it is a thing that we wanna avoid. So I hope that was useful. I think that was short and sweet. I have no concept of time, so when I started this episode. Um, but yeah, I hope that gives you some insight into what you should be doing if you um, are looking to build your glutes, what perhaps things you might be um, leaving on the table if that is something you're doing at the moment, but perhaps you're not seeing the progress that you like. 
And that is another thing as well, like building muscle takes so, so much time. So don't anticipate, if you're new to lifting, you will see results in the first few months because your body's like, wow, what is going on? And it'll adapt quickly. But especially if you've been in the game for a long time, the results won't be quick. So just be aware of that and understand that it is a long game. It's not like you do an eight week glute program and that's you with a huge arse. Like, unfortunately, that's not how it works or else we'd all have really big Kim K bums. Um, so be patient is the main thing in all this and it does take time. So be sure you are doing things like taking progress photos so you can see your progress when it does come. But don't be comparing it like week by week. Like think, look at it on a month by month basis on your photos. Um, and that's probably where you're actually gonna be able to visually see some things happening in that as well. So I hope that was useful. I will be back next week with another episode, which is fab. Um, in the meantime, I hope everyone has a lovely weekend. As I say, I'm gonna leave that info in the um, details in the bio of this podcast. Feel free check it out and feel free to send me a dm on instagram as well if you have any more questions um about this podcast in particular or anything else health and fitness related i am more than happy to help speak to you soon guys